Hello there. This is John Seidenberg, sitting at my kitchen table, editing this week's episode. Normally, we start out the show with a dramatic intro of one of the anecdotes you will hear in the episode. I always try to find a fun hook that makes the listener want to know the full story. This week, I decided to do away with that to issue a warning. Whatever you do, don't listen to this week's episode. Honestly, I've sat on this audio for a few weeks now and finally was forced to release it now. I won't go into the full details at this time, just know that this week's guest brought Fireball and we had already recorded an episode before his arrival. You do the math. Should you decide to listen to the episode anyway, I apologize in advance. Here's the episode. Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello and welcome everyone to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers and all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who once walked in on a threesome in a church puppet stand. Joining me on this podcast is my unscarred friend, Laura. <laughs> Sorry, you did what? <laughs> um, I've never told anyone this before. And now you're going to tell everyone this. Yep. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I remember in uh, middle school, I was at this evangelical Pentecostal church, and I went into the youth sanctuary. I opened the door, and um, there was a puppet stand, like a puppet theater thing, like PVC and black fabric, where people would do puppet shows. And I peeked behind it real quick, and there was a gentleman not a gentleman, a boy, he was not a gentleman by any stretch of the imagination, was um, with two girls doing some things that I had never seen before in a VeggieTales movie. Sorry, how old were you at this point? 12, maybe? 12 or 13? Okay. And all you'd seen was VeggieTales movies? (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch anything besides VeggieTales at that point. John was super sheltered as a child. Great, great, great. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. (laughs) I couldn't even watch Disney at that point. Correct. But I remember seeing, I remember opening the main curtain for it and being like, this is weird. What's going on? And it wasn't until later, like 20 minutes ago, when I wrote that intro, that I realized what that was. Fellatio. (laughs) How are you doing, Laura? I'm a little disturbed for you, but it's okay. I'm good. Okay, great. I'm a little worried just because our guest for this week, uh, provi- <laughs> I'm sorry, celebrity guest our, to be clear, our celebrity guest apparently has <laughs> has provided us with fireball shots before we recorded. Yeah, this is not going to go well. It's going to be great. It's going to be awful. So, what is today's theme? Uh, today we're talking about parties. What kind of parties? Um, birthdays, college, funeral, that's actually my whole life in three words, uh, birthday, college, and then funeral. (laughs) Nothing of importance will happen between those last two, apparently. So we're talking about parties of all kinds. Pretty much. You've got it, dude. (laughs) Anyway. Worst uh, episode ever. Yeah. 
John, do you have a piece of advice for our listeners this week? I do have some advice this week. Um, um, if you're going to yell at your in-laws at a child's birthday party, don't do it while you're wearing poorly applied green makeup all over your body. Okay. What made you wear green makeup to this party? I love the fact that you assume I was the one wearing the makeup. Oh, I get... Well, okay, so part two of this was you don't, or to my knowledge, have ever had in-laws, so... Exactly. So So whose story is this? (laughs) Yeah, so um, back back before I had experienced what libations and um, spirits can do for one's mood. My late brother-in-law at my nephew's birthday party had beer at the birthday party. And back then, I was still a very backward conservative teenager. And I was very angry that my brother-in-law had beer at the at the birthday party. And so none of my myself and my brother and my mother and my father refused to attend the birthday party because there was alcohol there. So we decided we were going to stay at our house, which was just <laughs> two houses down from my sister's house where the party was taking place. Well, it was a superhero themed party. And my late brother-in-law had made himself the Incredible Hulk for this birthday party and was mad that none of my family showed up for the party because there was alcohol at it. So he waddled down the street in his Incredible Hulk poorly applied makeup and screamed at us for being intolerant and ignorant and stupid while he was in head-to-toe green makeup about how stupid and ignorant we were and then waddled back up to to his house for the party. Um, So if you want to be taken seriously while you are chastising a member of your family for those things, don't wear poorly applied green makeup to that. Otherwise, people will just ridicule you. We're excited to welcome our next guest to the podcast. Sean McKinley is a sound designer and engineer currently working at Penobscot Theater Company. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Oh As my a sound God. person, stop yelling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this John's, is what he's going to do. John. That's why my neighbor is moving out. John, do you live with other people in this apartment complex? <laughs> there are th- yes. at least four other people. Okay, then I'll bring it down to a two and a half. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So, Sean, why of all the theater things did you choose sound? Wow. Loaded question. Um, I mean, I've always loved sound. I've always loved the way the control, I think, I think that, that the sound operator and engineer has, uh, has always given me a little bit of a power rush. And I like being in charge of the whole show. I've always loved theater. I've loved theater my whole life. I have this horrible fear of performance and I get this horrible anxiety when I perform ever since I was little you know I've always had this horrible fear of performing and being the sound designer and engineer gives me the control over the entire show it allows me to know the entire show and it doesn't put me in the spotlight and give me that you know nervous adrenaline rush of anxiety that I get when I actually am in a show like I was in high school 
I mean, what was your first ever experience in theater? So when I was in third grade, when I was going into third grade, summer going into third grade, I did this thing at my church called choir camp where they did a show and the third going into third and going into fourth graders were the lead roles in the show. And it was like your classic church show was like a half hour long. It was something they did during the service, but it was like a week long camp where we learned a show and then performed it. And I had a lead role and had to hug a girl and remembered like being weirded out by the fact that I had to hug a girl and like, (laughs) and like had to do this whole show and sing a solo in church. And it was, you know, nerve wracking. What is the first party you remember attending? (sighs) The first, okay. So it's not necessarily the first party I remember attending, I guess, but the first party I remember being a part of, was my eighth birthday party. My parents used to host parties at our house because that's what we did because it was affordable. And they always went, you know, balls to the wall, if you will, with it because, like, they're your parents and they want to take care of you. birthdays are super important to celebrate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I love my parents. My parents are the best. But, like, my dad dressed up as an alien because of my, my eighth birthday party was like outer space and like my friends my mom had created a craft where we like you know decorated a picture frame with like planets and stars and my dad being my dad dressed up as an alien of his own volition like to the point where like shut up we're recording a podcast to the point where my dad my dad painted his skin painted his skin, and then also rubbed orange slices over his skin so he wouldn't smell like my dad because these are things that (laughs) he thinks about as a good person. And so he came into my party of eight-year-olds, of seven and eight-year-olds, because I was older of the group of my friends, and walked in wearing a full cloak and a mask that made him look like an alien and painted skin and smelling like oranges and then proceeded to take (laughs) Polaroid pictures with each and every one of my friends, most of which who cried during the experience because they thought my dad was a real alien. This is a costume he wore again years and years in a row for Halloween, but irrelevant he wore it as an eight-year-old. I was terrified. What is the craziest thing to ever have happened to you at a party? Sorry, happened at a party you attended. The craziest thing I've ever had happen at a party? Not necessarily to you, but just in general. In general? I mean, I don't know. A lot comes to mind. College was a wild time. <laughs> yep. Um... But because this is a podcast for everyone, uh, so one of my favorite birthday parties, I think I was like 13 or 14, somewhere around those teens, and um, my sister and a group of her friends planned like a scary walk for me, like a haunted house, if you will, for me and, and my my birthday party. And they'd come up with this whole scenario about this murderer, this axe murderer, who was on the loose, and they'd walked us all around. And then 
once again, my father being the man who he is, who we all know and love and cherish, but not <laughs> you, just me at this podcast, um, dressed up in an old afro that I'd had from a previous costume and wore a bandana over his face and found an axe that we had in our garage and dressed up as a so-claimed axe murderer and comes into our backyard and starts swinging it around all crazy-like like a crazy axe murderer would. And then a buddy of mine, uh, Brian Hill, who I, I, I have not been in touch with since we were in probably high school, but would love to get back in touch with if he's listening. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, probably not listening, but still, you know, if uh, we could make it happen, I, I, I'll I'll share we have it to a his big Facebook. following in Cleveland right now. Oh, so. he lives in New Jersey, so that's cool. So um, work it out. Uh, but we he he jumped onto my dad's back and decided to defend all of us as a group uh, from the axe murderer. He was like, he took it upon himself, and he was like. If anybody's going to save the day today, it's going to be me. And then attacked <laughs> the axe murderer who was coming after us, who we had heard such terrible things about over the course of the entire event that my sister had planned. In your opinion, what makes a party epic? What makes a party epic? I think having something people or you know, something someone can remember and something that, like, stands out and sticks with a person. Now for our main segment, the anecdotal dote. Here's how it works. I have selected a random word that only I've seen. Your job is to tell a true story based on that word and our theme of parties. Are you ready for your word? I sure hope so. Drunk. Wow, John. Thanks. I know you came I didn't up, come with, up this. with it. She did. That's completely me. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, Laura. Thanks. Sorry, I feel John. like it opens a whole bunch of doors. Hopefully. And open a whole bunch of doors. It did. Hi, this is John. Currently editing this episode of Anecdotal Dote. Unfortunately, I have to disappoint you with the news that there will not be a successful anecdote from this week's Anecdotal Dote. As was briefly mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, Sean McGinley, who has forever been banned from this podcast, presented us with multiple shots of fireball during the recording of this episode. I'll spare you the 45 minutes I just sat through after the buzzword drunk was given, but rest assured, there wasn't a single story told. Conversations veered from drinking in college, to getting hungry while drinking in college, to the names of gas stations in the Midwest that people would visit when drunk while in college. Don't believe me? Here's a brief snippet. Shin, like a Wawa, a Rudders, uh... Nope. Uh, a Sheets, um... Nope. Let's see how many other of these can I None list of before those one of them exist finally. In the Midwest. Well, the Midwest is an awful place to live, apparently. <laughs> uh, no, I, the Midwest is a fantastic place to live. Not if you're looking for fried cheese at three o'clock in the morning with no cheese, other reason. I need hot cheese. Okay, hot cheese too. I did mine this area for something to share with you, trusty listener. 
Unfortunately, during the recording of this section, I was staring at the wall, roasting marshmallows with a lighter, while they blabbed on. I apologize for the lack of quality here, and to prevent further burden on your part, here's the ending of this episode. Can I do the outro? Sure. Do you want to read John's part? I'll read John's part. What's John's part? Okay, so for this outro, Sean is going to be me. I don't know why you had to say that. We've clearly covered that already. (laughs) And you've been recording this whole time, so you're definitely going to know that when you listen back to it. Should I do, like, my John impersonation? Oh, please do. Okay. Or don't, if it's going to upset me. I don't... I don't know. I honestly don't know. Isn't this one You might have to re-record this later when you're not as drunk. But either way, it's going to be my John impersonation. (laughs) Okay, so you're John. Okay. You're reading the outro. I'm sorry, what? Okay. Just read. (laughs) Laura, did you know we have a following in Brazil? You think that's what I sound like? You think that's what I sound like? (laughs) Read it again. Laura, did you know we have a following in Brazil? We do? Yeah. As of a few weeks ago, we had exactly one listener in Brazil. Really only one? That's so sad. Okay. Brazil. That's really cool. Have we kept have they kept listening? Who knows? We also had a huge spike in Cleveland. To our friends across the world, we say hello and thank you for listening, even if you was an accident. Uh, Cleveland and Brazil, that's the whole world as far as I'm concerned. As a listener, help us get this podcast to more people by sharing it with everyone you know. Take a couple of seconds and review us on Apple Podcast. We'd love... We'd, we'd love to know what you think that does help us find new listeners and we've got bills to pay and very poor skill sets. <laughs> what? I'm a professional. Stage manager, we know. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, subscribe. And if you didn't, well, we're drunk, so who cares? Um, We heard you still subscribe. It doesn't hurt you either way. If you have a story inspired by our theme of parties with the buzzword drunk, we would love to hear from you. Your story might be shared on a future podcast. Send your story with to us written, filmed, or by audio at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So send them in. We're excited to listen. If you want to get in touch with us, like us on Facebook or email us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. I think we know now if I ever need to take a week off. I got this. Thanks for listening. Ha, 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 ha.